Hello and welcome to our podcast, Toonami Therapy, the podcast in which we aren't really discussing Toonami this week, um, uh, because nothing really was on other than reruns, although I guess we can discuss some of the um, things that we actually know are coming, uh, so, um, oh wait, wait, we're supposed to give our introductions first, aren't we? Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And... Here we are, well, we already talked about, um, gave the intro. Also, one thing, um, to note, uh, it's, we're, we're recording it and it's Halloween, um, so you might hear some doorbells in the background of my, um, thing. I don't think it is, they'd be loud enough to be picked up, um, uh, by the microphone, but I'm just saying that just in, um, case. Anyway, so, um, what... The schedule going forward, uh, next week, I think they're just doing the Attack on Titan, um, season four, part three, section four, um, part B or whatever it is. (laughs) Um, uh, they're having that after that, they're apparently going to show the, uh, Demon Slayer movie, uh, Mugen Train. And uh, then we'll be getting Dr. Stone episodes. Yep. Okay. Um, so we don't know exactly what what else, if anything, there is. For all we know, it might we it might still just be, hey, here's Dr. Stone and two episodes of One Piece and a bunch of other um, things. But um, I, I guess we'll... I guess we'll see. At least we know what's coming, and it's at least stuff that I'm kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. All right. But um, until that comes, we really don't have anything to say about uh, Toonami, so uh, the podcast title is maybe not accurate. Mm-hmm. Or, or... <laughs> Anyway, so we've got a bunch of stuff that we discussed that is not on Toonami, so I guess we can get into that. All right, yep. so we've got... Episode um, 23 of Full Metal Panic. Yeah. So um, that whole whispered thing means that Tessa and Kaname can uh, communicate together and they're able to do that. Plus, um, Tessa kind of like overrides Goron's control over the submarine and they and well uh, lots of stuff happening with the missiles and all that and then you've got the whole um, thing going on on the ship where Sosuke and Kirsch are trying to do stuff and getting shot at and missed badly. And, well, it all leads up to the final episode. And that's where it will all be resolved. Yeah, I hear So I have a few comments. There's a weird part because do, because Garon is, you know, taking control. He's, you know, making people think that the ship is attacking people and um there's that part where there's like some u.s ship or whatever that are attacking and one like says i dedicate this to our fallen brothers remember pearl harbor and i'm thinking what doesn't this show i don't know exactly when it takes place i thought it was like the 90s or something 
Isn't that like way too late for anyone to care about that at all? Oh no, not at all. You should have seen what. Uh, what <laughs> let's just say there's been some uh, offensive things said by Americans um, just several years ago. So yeah, um, no, it's not too old. Well. It still just struck me as kind of weird that they would, that even that, that that would be the statement they'd make for something so long ago between countries that are on pretty decent terms. If this was like, you know, like earlier, but I'm pretty sure this has to be, the books were written in like the 90s, and I assume this takes place in the 90s because that's about the level of technology they have. Um, so I don't know, that just felt kind of um, weird. Uh, anyway, um... It see once again, it seems that, uh, well, hang on, I can't remember. Who was the one, Goron got shot. Who was the one who shot him? Was it, um, did, was it, uh, Tessa or was it someone else? Uh, I thought it was Tessa. I can't remember, though. Okay. So I was going to make a joke about how Sosuke is the only one who can actually, um, hit people, but I guess Tessa did. Okay, so Sosuke seems to be the only person who can actually kill people with guns, then. There you go. <laughs> Because Tessa yeah. didn't kill him, she just hit him. If that was the yeah. case, um, yeah, because he's still wounded and um, and such. Um, yeah, they managed to do all that stuff. Uh, Kaname does the, I can't remember what it's called, the thing that seems like astral projection, where for some reason she's naked while doing it. Um, mm -hmm. I guess that I, I I guess that explains that one bizarre bit in the theme song I've been wondering about, where she's just randomly naked for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, yeah, um, was there anything else I want? I feel like there's something else I wanted to say about this, but now I'm, um, blanking on it. But yeah, I, I guess we're getting to the, um, conclusion of this season, and, uh, apparently the next season is Wacky Hijinks, so, uh, mm -hmm. that might be, feel a little weird to go to. Um... Yeah, uh, I guess that's, um, yeah, sorry, I can't think of much else to say on it. It was kind of a straightforward mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. Okay, um, then we've got, let's see, we move on to the Eminence in Shadow, episode 19, here in this episode, um, let's see, oh yeah, so, Actually, another one that's just before the end of the season. Um, okay, so basically we uh, still have a bunch of, um, let's see. Oh, yeah, so Sid's still going uh, through the tournament, and he manages to, or wait, am I? Yeah, yeah, okay. So he goes up against um, Iris and manages to win. Uh, then we, and there's... I'm just trying to think of the best way to say it. Okay, so we get some of that stuff, but the big thing is that um, is that because uh, the bad guys are controlling the king, uh, Rose's father, with uh, I can't yeah, with like the I can't remember what it's called, but the the thing they're doing with it. She like just shows up and and then um, I guess kills him to try to stop 
them from controlling him or something. I was a little confused about exactly why she did that. Um, then she, ma but she manages to, um, get away. And then that other, that elf person, the one who looked kind of like alpha, uh, I'm sorry. I'm getting all discombobulated with my description. Okay. So that happens. Sid decides, well, I guess I'm going to, um, stop pretending to be mundane man and will turn myself back into the eminence in shadow where my only disguise is wearing a hood and no one notices on me, even though they <laughs> presumably can see my face. <laughs> like put a mask on be like zero from code Geass. um anyway uh so then uh beatrix decides to fight him uh and uh yep that's basically where it uh is um yep sorry i i i, I messed that up so badly so uh well i thought uh, there was an amusing moment early on in the episode where uh iris uh is talking about coffee and sid notes that you can put cream and sugar in the coffee and make it better and so uh i guess they they have coffee but they didn't know you can put sugar and cream in it in this world am, am i getting that right uh or at least she didn't know i was trying to figure out was coffee one of those things that sid mentioned to shadow garden and they just used it to make and they introduced it to make money like they did with the books and the clothes and uh stuff because like if that was the case it would make some sense but i don't remember if they ever stated that yeah um, that or maybe in this world, they just don't know. And he's using our own. So, um, I don't know when, uh, I don't know the history of coffee. I don't know when people started using cream with it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a little weird, but it was a pretty amusing scene. Um, I'm trying to figure out what exactly went on in that iris versus mundane man battle like you saw someone's head getting cut off and but that didn't really happen so could you explain what what was going on there um well you've seen this episode um twice so you'd probably understand better than me but i either he was you it was some sort of magic or whatever to make her think that was happening it was some kind of illusion which i think she might have thought it was i think it was that was what it was supposed to be it was that or it was one of those like things where um you, you know like you'd see on bleach where oh the person is so powerful that they that you're um anti that you're anticipating their of blows before they even make it because they're so strong they'd be able to just beat you and you're realizing that um mm -hmm. i think it's one of the two but i'm not sure myself yeah it, it's just it was just like well that's not her head getting cut off so what's going on there uh like just some random head got cut off and i'm like okay that, that that's really weird um so, why is he going up against Iris again? Um, uh, because they were both in the tournament. 
So it's just a tournament that just beat the snot out of your opponent and <laughs> and then whoever wins gets something. What do they even get? The next gum gum fruit? I I I don't know. Um I I just know they're in a tournament, um, and that he's been doing the mundane man thing during the tournament. I can't remember exactly what uh the re reason for the tournament. Um I, I don't know what the prize is exactly. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> that isn't a very background character type of thing to enter a tournament and win it on that scale. Um, I guess he is disguised, though, so yeah, he can get away with it. Um, that Rose thing was really weird. Um I guess they're controlling her father. So instead of trying to go after the guys who are controlling him, she decides, I'm just going to go and kill my own father instead. So um, I didn't understand why she did it that way. And, but Rose is really weird, and you'll see that in the final episode. Um, yeah, a lot of confusing things in this episode, but I still enjoyed it. Well, it, yeah, I'm a little confused about why she killed him also. Again, maybe this is just something that was explained and I missed it, but I feel like was the brainwashing thing they were doing, was it something that couldn't be cured? Was that it? Like, you know, it's like, you know, if someone gets turned into a zombie or something, you, you know, they're, you can't get them back. You just have to, like, you know, um, kill them. Is it something like that? I, I don't know. The question I had is what is Sid, what does Sid think is going on during this scene? Because the series... The thing about the series is that he thinks that Eminence in Shadow is just for pretend, and um, that all like the rest of Shadow Garden are just playing along with him, and that occasionally it intersects with real threats or whatever. But like all this stuff about the conspiracy and stuff are 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 just made up. That's my understanding of it. So my question is. What does he think is going on with this scene where Alexia goes and just, uh, sorry, not Alexia, um, uh, uh, uh Rose? Rose, Rose, I keep, I, I, I keep getting, I was thinking, was it Rose or Iris? Which was their, which was their names? Okay. <laughs> Ro, um, Rose, uh, what, why did he think Rose did that? and such. I, I don't know what's going on in his head, which is kind of weird because he does a whole lot of monologuing, but here, yeah. I have... Uh, please <laughs> monologue here so I know what you think is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Th this is a very chaotic end to the season. Um, it, it kind of went off the rails once... <laughs> Sid started playing the piano in the st stealing a piano just so he could play it before, uh, you know, using his powers in the underground. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, these last four episodes, including the episode 20, they're just 
a little strange, I'd have to say. So, um, again, I I thought this series was amazing whenever it focused in on more of the romantic comedy stuff with Alexia. Um, and it was still pretty good otherwise, but it's gotten a little weird in these last couple episodes. I'm just wondering if some of this stuff, like what Sid thinks is going on, was better explained in the light novels. Because I assume those ones you get more, you get more of like what the characters are thinking and um such. But um, I, I you you were reading them. Did you finish the first yet? Or not yet? Okay. I, yeah, I'm still behind. Okay. But. Although this what right now we're in the second. Um, I know that. Uh, much the, the the first season mm-hmm. encompasses I, I I checked the first two volumes it looks like and then the um, next season starts with volume three. Uh, I, I mean there's there's a little bit of out of order. I think there's some stuff from later volumes that got incorporated into the first season, some like side stuff or whatever. But uh, that's how it goes for the most part. So um, so yeah, that w- you wouldn't have been at that point anyway. So yeah, I mean some stuff was fun, but at the same time I um like feel kind of um i feel a little just kind of confused about exactly what sid is thinking about this um about everything what his impression is also uh i can't why is he so absurdly powerful again like uh i know yeah from what from what i read in the in the light novel, it's kind of a uh, one punch man type of thing. He just trained really, really hard, and now he's super overpowered. So that that's like while he was younger, he trained really, really hard, and that resulted in him becoming uh, Einz from Overlord. Which, by the way, now there's a crossover between Overlord and the Eminence and Shadow, which, like people said, was a joke, and then it became real. So, <laughs> was and it, it, it's it's not surprising because they're pretty much the same character too. In in terms of them, like basic, in terms of them, uh, kind of lucking their way into victory, and everyone compl- misunderstanding and thinking they're way smarter than they are. You mean Yeah, and being over being overpowered and stuff. And I guess now there's this crossover with them um I found out about. So um oh. Yeah. Well I well at least to like to everyone think getting the wrong impression. That's straight up in Tier Moon Empire also, though not so much the overpowered bit. But you mentioned crossover. What is your like was this like I, I don't know what you're referring to. Is this like, you know, like a, a like an anime short or a game or what? Yeah, it was like this uh, uh, thing, kind of like the whole is a guy quartet, something similar to that. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm look. I'm looking it up. It looks like um. Oh, it looks like something did uh just uh, it looks like it was only recently released, which explains why I don't um know of anything or. Has it been released, or did they just announce it? 
I'm just trying to um, check on this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure offhand if it's like something that's out or has been announced. I'd, I'd have to look a little more into it, and I, I don't want to do that thing where I, uh, you know, spend time trying to search online for um, information on things just while the listener, you know, listens. Okay, there's something on YouTube. I don't know if there's any um English version of uh it um available i want to okay i'm going to i'm going to just click play to check so sorry if you hear any noise from this um let's see yeah it's yeah it looks like it's a short like 10 minute um thing it's on youtube it does not seem to it seems to be japanese only um though although um it looks like you've got the, uh, it looks like you, it, it, the Japanese subtitles are not automatically generated, so you can, um, so you can at least have, um, yeah, there is a, it is possible to turn into a, uh, English, um, subtitles on, although it looks like, uh, it, it looks like it's an automatic, it might be an automatically, um, done one so it's obviously not going to be great but you can still you know look at it and at least understand what's going on with it uh -huh. okay so yeah maybe we'll, maybe i'll check that out and deal with the um uh, what looks to be ai translated subs i don't even know how this um where you would get this officially because oh because crunchyroll has overlord but high dive has eminence mm -hmm. okay all right. Uh, anything else to say about that? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Um, after that, what do we have? Um, yeah. Okay. So we got Attack on Titan Junior High episode ten. So they have. Um, so basically, there turns out to be some kind of scandal with the uh, student council president. So there's going to be a new one. Uh, an election where everyone tries to run. Um, there's a bunch of them trying to get the notebook from um, this character named Ilse, I think was her name. Uh, the whole thing is basically, which is basically a reference, that whole notebook thing is a reference and kind of a parody of this one attack on Titan OVA that uh, I don't think you saw, but it's it exists. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, they try to get it, but then it turns out that well it was mentioned about how it has all the information all the dirt information and stuff but it turns out no literally it's just about the dirt and stuff in the school <laughs> uh, anyway so everyone tries to go uh to uh, get elected they have speeches everyone complete um gives really bad uh speeches uh armin mm. manages to recover for aaron but aaron then messes it up again uh yep. Finally, uh, Marco tries to give a speech for um, John after John messes it up, and everyone is so um, thinks it's so good that they just elect Marco. Is Marco the guy who, like, everyone was like, oh, man, Marco died. This is so tragic. And I was like, 
Smart guy. Yes, that's him. Yeah. Uh, it 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 definitely was. I couldn't remember who he um was. I feel like I understood remembered him better when we got like some flashbacks him later on. But yeah, that's that's Marco. He gets more of a role in this uh, comedy spinoff parody. It feels like. Uh, I I still think my favorite joke is a part where um. Rico, I think, where she's her speech is that they need to clean the whole school and that she will um force everyone to do it, including on weekends, and everyone's annoyed. And Levi just says, "Well, she's got my vote." <laughs> so yeah, it was a. I thought it was an amusing episode. Yeah, it, it wasn't as good as maybe the last few ones have been, but uh, it was still pretty good. Okay. Then we got uh, my teen romantic comedy snafu episode nine. Um, okay, so uh, uh, as usual, I always have trouble trying to figure out exactly how I. Um, it was the fireworks. Thing. No, I got that. I'm just trying to think of exactly how to. Um, to I was thinking they went to see the fireworks. What exactly happened? Um, okay, so he goes to the firework with um, uh, Yui. Yeah, that's um, yeah. her uh, name. Uh, they end up doing going uh, there. Um, they come across um, uh, Yukino's sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm get, I'm I'm getting confused because Yui Yukino they they both start with yeah. you. And then they call her by her last name, which makes it even more confusing. Yeah. He he keeps calling her by her last name, Yukino Sita, which is so much like Yukino that, yeah, I understand the confusion. Okay. So, anyway, um... That's the thing. So ba- uh, they basically talk to her, uh, and she talks some about her sister. There's that mention of how, oh yeah, that you know that it totally was her car that hit him back. Um, then you know, kind of confirming that I um guess uh, there's a bunch of weird philosophizing, and um that was basically the episode. Yeah, and I something. thought, and I, I thought it was the best episode of the week because uh, I have I finally got to the point where I know all the characters, so now uh, I'm enjoying their interactions with each other, and I I can guess what each person is going to react like because, like, for a while. You know, I had to get used to the characters, and I didn't, uh, I didn't understand much of what was going on. But now, you know, I feel like they've developed the characters to the point where it's like, okay, this is the way he acts, and this is the way she acts, and I, I found a lot of their uh, dialogue very amusing, and um, so. Yeah, it, it, this was um, actually one of my favorite episodes of this series so far. Um, 
it's not like anything in particular happened that made it super special, but I I just found it very funny. Also, uh, Yukino's sister happens to be voiced by the same actress as the one who does Alexia in The Eminence and Shadows. So I thought that was amusing because um, the main character is voiced by Sid's voice actor. So, yeah, and and it's basically the same voice too. So yeah, <laughs> um, it, 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 I I think that I feel like this is the first time. Well, I want to say I feel it's the first time I've been simultaneously watching two anime where the main character is voiced by the same person. But I'm thinking, Attack, did Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online yeah, on there simultaneously? Yeah, they did. Yeah, okay, they did. okay, so uh, we have okay, so there's that. Um. All yeah, right. I was about to bring that up. Yeah, I was like, those were on the same time, and yeah, and they're the same voice too. You know, I I feel like Kirito's sounded a little different than Aaron's, but I haven't watched Sword Art Online in so long. Mm -hmm. I I have to like check it. Uh, again. What was the last? Hold on a second. What was the last thing of Sword Online we watched? Was it the thing where they were trapped in that place for two hundred years, and then they <laughs> and then they just erased their memories of it for some reason? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> two hundred years later. <laughs> yeah, let me check to see how many. Um, how that was the last um, that the series uh, aired. I believe of it let me just check to see if we yep the last um oh wow this is actually a little more recent than i thought but um sword art online's last episode aired in uh japan in september of 2022 and in english in february of 2021 so, so that's about um actually now that i think about it, yeah that's two and a half years so I, I thought it was like maybe three or four but no it's it was two and a half years ago. Um, don't know when we'll be getting uh, more. I, I know maybe they're holding off on it because in the light novels, the uh, next arc is apparently really, really long. So maybe they want it all to be um, finished before they try to adapt it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Alicization yeah. was... Uh, how, let me let me see how many volumes this was. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They couldn't. They could They can't just like do it by numbers. They have to do it. Alicization beginning. Alicization running. Alicization turning. Alicization rising. Then so on. Dividing. Uniting. Invading. Exploding. Awakening. Lasting. Uh, <laughs> then the current arc is uh, in its sixth volume. Um, it's called Unital Ring. I, rem I remember that mostly because the author, I think he said something like, oh, this will probably be about as long as Alicization was. So, um, yeah. To, to, put, to put in perspective how long Alicization was, at least in volumes, that's ten volumes. The first season of uh, ReZero covered eight volumes. And, um, and ReZero went through stuff really fast. Your regular, like, um, anime based on a light novel will usually just be like doing two volumes uh, in 12 episodes. 
So mm-hmm. that was very long. Look, better way to put it this way. We got, there was more of Alicization than most series actually get adapted into their anime if they're a light novel. <laughs> I, I, well, what other series legitimately went that far in their adaptations of um, their light novels? Uh, I mean, ReZero went, I think, up through around 16. Um, although ReZero also kind of went through the light novels at like a, a kind of faster um, rate than most anime. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, man, Alicization went on for a while. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, it was like the, um, I, I'd say it's like the Soul Society of Sword Art Online. The thing is, a Sword Art, a, the Soul Society was a lot better than Alicization, so. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't compare those two in quality, but yeah, I I know what you're talking about. Maybe, maybe I, I'd like to say maybe Hueco Mundo would be the better comparison, but I'm thinking, are we counting Hueco Mundo, or are we also counting the, the follow-up, like, fake Karakura Town arc that they always <laughs> called it? Because those kind of go into each other. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so, oh yeah, I, I should actually get to this episode. Oh, well, I actually kind of thought the episode was kind of boring. Um, honestly, there's, it, I kind of felt like a bunch of the conversations. I'm thinking this kind of feels like the sort of stuff you'd see on Kaguya-sama, except not quite as, um, like, except without like the jokes. I felt it kind of was melodramatic. A lot of it, um, I enjoyed how they kept, you know, thinking that the two of them were the couple, and that kept coming up over and over again. I thought that was pretty amusing. That that part was 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 good. I, I liked that part, but I just felt this episode felt kind of melodramatic on the whole, um, which I think was my biggest issue with it. Okay. Um. All right, so we've got an uh, teen romantic comedy snafu. We've got, um, let's see, how far are we um, through this uh, now? Cause, because we're getting near the end of a bunch of these series. Uh, we've got um, three or four episodes. I'm not sure if this 13th one is like a bonus thing or an actual episode, but we're, we're getting close to the end, but still have a number of episodes left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, last um, one. All right. So uh, we then have the last series. Wow. We've been talking for a while. Um, we got tier moon empire episode um, four. Uh, so basically Mia ends up, uh, like a kind of getting able to go with her to the dance because she just wants to avoid going with, um, Sion, uh, because again, he was kind of one of the ones who got her executed in the original timeline. Um, so anyway, she ends up, uh, going to the, um, one still and, uh, you know, does a decent job dancing with Abel at, at um, and, but then ends up having to um, dance with Sion also to her annoyance. Um, and even though she actually tries to mess him up, he's actually really good, so she can't. Um, let's see. Oh, meanwhile, we also ha- uh, Tiona apparently gets kidnapped by some uh, like 
not students of the school, but they're like attendants, which uh, Anne and Anne and uh, some of the other people end up saving her, and it's a good. And because Anne was there, she's able to deflect all the suspicion off Mia because the other guy, the people who were doing it, were from her country. And um, then we find Mia just basically gets rid of those guys, but leaves the other, um, but leaves the actual students there. And then we get uh, through boat, which she explains to Rafina. Uh, sorry, I'm if I'm explaining this um weirdly, and we get of course. Throughout the whole thing, all the the jokes of everyone misunderstanding everything she does as being way smarter and wiser than she actually intended it, and um, that is the episode. So mm -hmm. I thought there were some. Uh, I don't think I liked this as much as the previous one, but there were some funny jokes stuff in it. Um, I do, uh, although I need to voice my statement on what everyone it seems every other person who has watched this episode I've seen has commented on which is that some of the like weird 3D from a distance dance stuff looked really weird which is kind of which is especially weird because when the, the close ups look great like surprisingly good but then they just do these far shots that look really weird of the characters mm -hmm. they're using CGI I I I don't know if it's exactly CGI. That's what I've seen a lot of people call it as. I did see that someone mentioned that apparently the animators, like, you know, got some actual people to dance and they kind of based it on that. But uh, it seems like either they didn't do a great job on that part or maybe they ran out of time to do a better job on those. It just was a very conspicuous uh, bit of, like, weird 3D um, thing. Um, yeah. As a, uh, although I need to, uh, do you want to go or should I say a little more first? No, you, you okay. continue. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Although I also, unfor as someone who's like, you know, who read the books, I of course, uh, I kind of feel like there were a few bits in this episode that, uh, that were cut that I think would have been better to include like, um. It, now, maybe they'll say this in the next episode or maybe later on at some other point where it's relevant. But an important thing that it doesn't exactly explain was that in the original timeline, Tiona did that same thing happened to her. The people um, kidnapped her and she got rescued. But then, um, but since Anne wasn't in that timeline to basically laugh off their suspicions that Mia was behind it, they actually do think she was which was one of the um, reasons they um, grew to start disliking her especially because Mia didn't care about the whole thing at all in the original timeline and didn't bother to clear her name so that part kind of getting cut kind of made you not realize the importance of that um, shift but uh, I don't know I think the important stuff is still here um, yeah yeah um, I didn't enjoy the episode too much um, I, I just feel like this is a more boring version of Ray Liana. It's got the same type of feel. It's like the same basic, I mean, the plot line is basically the same. It's just, we got to change things so the person doesn't die in this timeline. So we have to change things and make sure that doesn't happen. But Ray Liana is so much better because of Ray Liana's inner monologues, which are just hilarious. And um, 
and this doesn't really happen. Now, part of the reason, again, it may not be charming me as much is because it's subtitled only, but it still just is missing that element that Ray Liana had that made all that stuff enjoyable. And this is just kind of, uh, it's just like, okay, there's politicking going on and there's a lot of dancing and a lot of dancing. <laughs> and I, I would know. have preferred I, that they had cut some of the dancing to include some of the stuff that I was talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd really compare the series to Ray Liana. They, they kind of have some similarities in the premise, but I kind of feel like in a lot of tones and stuff, like Ray Liana was like more, uh, was like kind of a serious series that had some comic relief in it. This is more like a comedy series that has some serious uh, bits in it. Like the, the big thing to compare this to, which doesn't work great because I know you've never seen it, was a series called My Next Life is a Villainess, All Roads Lead to Doom which was about this um, person who gets reincarnated as like the villain of into this alternate um, world as like the villain character of a game that she played. And she then is basically the, Oh, well I got well in the game because you know, my character is so mean to everyone. They either die or get banished. I need to try to like, you know, take precautions to make sure that doesn't happen to me, or at least I only get um, banish and then ends up inadvertently cause screwing everything um up and making everyone uh all every other character including um the girls totally fall in love with her what she what while she's unaware of it um which actually was a series I initially li I liked in the first few episodes but then when everything kind of I feel like already got resolved right really early it fell off um I it I didn't like the harem aspect so uh. So I kind of feel like Tier Moon Empire is more of the stuff that I like from that series, minus all the stuff that turned me off of it. Um, so, but but it's more of a comedy of the character, basically, while admittedly trying to like fix things up, doing like this crazy good job because everyone keeps comically misunderstanding what uh, their intentions or actions meant. Making it really more, you know, some ways more akin to uh, Eminence in Shadow, in how Shadow Garden um, thinks Sid is way smarter than he actually is. <laughs> I have seen so many people compare Mia to Sid. Um, really? Oh yeah, it's like one of the most. Co I, I like if you look at like a discussion on Tier Moon Empire, they will. A, ton, a lot of people will like be referring to her as things like you know like Sid's sister or something uh, <laughs> in, in, in regards to how her even how her actions get like continually interpreted by other people as being way smarter and her being way nicer than she actually is yeah the, the funny thing is that uh, Eminence and Shadow has better supporting characters than this this i don't really find any of the other characters interesting in this so well, so far we're four episodes in and you're comparing like a series you've seen 20 episodes <laughs> of so um yeah. I, I i don't think i don't think you liked the cast that much in, in episode four of eminence in shadow until i rewatched it <laughs> okay 
so I don't know. I liked it, but but you mentioned that your kind that your issue is maybe the subtitles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, I just don't know if I'm really following along well enough with the subtitles. It's just a little. It's just not interesting to me. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll we'll talk about that a little after the podcast. Maybe we'll keep yeah. going with it for a while, or maybe yeah, um, we'll, we'll not. See. Um, so, but basically that's it. Pers- personally, I've been enjoying, um, it, but, uh, if, if but you kind of seem to like, um, I don't want to say like dubs more than me, but kind but exactly, but more, how do I say, um, I need dubs more than you. <laughs> no, I would, it's not like dubs more than me, uh, dislike subtitles more than me. That's a better way to put mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. Oh, Okay, so that's what we've got for um, this. Yeah, I was kind of hoping this might get uh, dubbed by Crunchyroll, but uh, they didn't announce it. it. Sometimes they'll go back and dub things later on. We'll see. This this probably won't unless it. I I guess um I get there's always a possibility it you know takes off more as it goes um on it. It seems to be getting more attention, so we'll see what uh, happens there. Anyway, up. Uh, I still liked uh, it at any rate. Uh, so that's where we finish with this. Although one final thing, I'm sorry. I, I, I do still think they should have cut down on some of the dancing stuff, at least the 3d stuff. And they could have used that for some um, things to, that were cut from the episode. I get stuff has to be cut from a light novel. If you're going to like, uh, they're uh, presumably going to do the first two volumes in this season. Uh, based on what they're going and you have to go you have to cut stuff out that's perfectly fine but i just feel problem isn't when you cut stuff is when you cut stuff and then devote time to things that are less important mm-hmm. all right okay so that's what we got there all right we've got yeah. our we, we can just give our top three ratings for them then yeah um let's see i had mine up here uh, third place, Attack on Titan Junior High. Second place, The Eminence and Seto. And first place, for the first time since mid-September, is my teen romantic comedy, Snafu. And a few episodes ago, I remember you wanted to drop the series. Yeah, you are right. And, um... Uh, okay. Yeah, and now I really like it. I it's it's kind of like I what I've described it as is a paranoia agent, but as a romantic comedy. That's kind of the way I well, best feel about it. Well, who do you ship Little Slugger with then? <laughs> okay. Um. All right, so, the, uh, oh yeah, for me, well, my top three I know of. My only question is what um is the order is a little difficult for it. This is a kind of a weird one because I feel like I liked um 
the eminence in shadow more when i watched it and then after discussing it i started thinking wait a minute a bunch of this stuff really didn't make that much sense did it <laughs> um i think i will yeah okay we'll put eminence in shadow in third Moon empire in second and attack on titan junior high in first mm-hmm all right, and that is all of our anime um, discussion. Um, we went on for a bit, uh, so uh, anything else anime to talk about before we move on to stuff that has nothing to do with anime? No, not really. Okay, so uh, Amazing Race, anything um, to discuss about the... Uh, yeah, we're, we're, that's our obligatory thing. If you just want to hear anime, you can stop. Now we're just going to talk about the Amazing Race. Sorry about that. Um, okay. So, um, the first thing from this is that, once again, all before you go on The Amazing Race, get good at balancing things on your head. There's always a task for that in, like, every yeah. season. And that's what we got this time. Yep. And then that second task, I was... Um, whenever I, my mom and I were like, okay, the, the task with dressing up as people and getting those things, that's way easier than making dolls and doing the dolls. So, and then it turned out to be exactly the opposite <laughs> of that. And we were like, wow, maybe we were wrong about that. And it was like, we're dead wrong about it because... Uh, the people who did that finished way before the people who did the other things. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, sometimes you, you, it, it may look easy on TV, but it really isn't. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, just quick question. Was your broadcast briefly interrupted um, like mine was because there was the uh, shooter in Maine and they kind of interrupted it for a minute or two to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. Just was wondering if. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, it would make more sense. You live closer there. Um. Than me too. Okay. Uh. That aside. Um. Yeah. I. I thought this. I. I liked the episode a lot more than the last. Uh. Two. I. Which I were kind of more mediocre on. But this one I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It. It. It was a pretty good night of reality TV. Survivor wasn't too bad. Um, either. Also, um, we all, we had, it was actually a race to the mat for last place. They always like so many times they like, you know, try to cut between the final two teams to make it look like it's close, but then it turns out it isn't at all. No, this time it was literally like, like a literal race to get to avoid first place. We, we literally even saw them trying to drive past each other. Yeah. Okay. Well, the of the last place teams, the ones that I liked um more managed to make it through. So, there's that. Um Now what I'm now they Now here's the question. Um so they mentioned how for the next leg there's going to be the um mandatory U-turn where everyone votes si like silently and whoever gets the most votes gets the U-turn, which I I'm not huge on the U-turn, but this is at least more interesting than the way they used to do it. Um, do you th 
who do you think will um be it? I I'm pretty sure it's going to be um Steve and Anna because they explicitly showed one team edging. They're a really strong team. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, they're people are going to vote for them because they're seen as really strong and then they'll get the U-turn. Yeah, I thought the same thing. They're kind of building up to it. So unfortunately, the way they edit reality shows, you can usually guess what's about to happen. And that seems pretty obvious to me. So I will not be surprised. I, I don't like the concept of the U-turn altogether. I, I just think it's just, it's not a good piece of gameplay because all you're doing is hurting one of the best teams just for the heck of it. So, uh, yeah. I, I'd at least take it all. Like I said, I'm not huge on the concept, but if they have to do it, I kind of like it more this way. They announce, they have it decided ahead of time. It would at least go for someone who's like a stronger um, team because way was always done before this is you give the U-turn to someone behind you. So all you're doing is just making someone who's in who's behind end up worse. It would right. be like if you're playing Mario Kart and you hit and the blue shell hit the person in last place. <laughs> um, that that's just not like interesting. Like from a competitive standpoint, this um, this one, this at least maybe it will be someone who's in first. I mean, I assume it probably will, everyone would go for whoever was in the first uh, place, um, probably, or maybe if a team got people annoyed. But I I think this is at least better than um, that. So they'll probably get the U-turn. We'll see if they survive it or not. Yeah, I, I just don't like the concept of the U-turn at all. It, it's, it's a lot like Medallion of Power from Survivor. It was such a bad twist that they retired it mid-season. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're not doing this anymore. And... Uh, yeah, the medallion of power was basically if you use this item, then you get an advantage in the challenge. And all three times the team who used it won. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, yeah, this this uh, it isn't a very useful thing because all it's doing is making the challenge more predictable. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. One thing I actually, this did ap episode did make me wonder, because usually I don't think they've said explicitly how long the detours um, take, but this time a team mentioned that they had an agreement, if some, if it takes more than 20 minutes, we give up, but we kept doing it and spent two hours on it, um, the, the harder one you mentioned, and I was just thinking, and I was thinking, oh, okay, so that just made me think how long do they usually take if that was their idea? I, I, cause I've never really known exactly how much time they actually spend on these things because of the editing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I kind of wish we knew how long they were taking and then we could know if they sort of taken the two hour penalty or not. Mm. Cause sometimes I'm like, just take the two hour penalty and see what happens. <laughs> there was uh one, I remember there was one uh, 
there's that one season where I think it was the first, this is so long ago, there was the one where the first one I think that had Robin Amber on it, and there was this one challenge that involved you, you had to eat all this stuff, and it took a really long time to to um do and Rob was like oh, I don't want to do this so he basically just so he used a penalty and kind of then like just kind of got uh a, another team to like to, to just give up and uh you get the penalty for themselves and a bunch of other people kind of did that so so then he was able to like you know actually uh just end up ahead of a bunch of people because he used it strategically mm-hmm. um I guess that is kind of an issue, though, if you're going to spend so much time on something that you're actually better off taking the penalty than, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the, um, moral that that's again, once again, put that on your list of things to do before going on the amazing race, learn how to stack things on your head and walk around without them falling off. Also, we haven't seen it yet this season. I don't think. But it'll happen. Be sure to know how to drive a stick shift. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. That's it. Every... Be ready to eat a whole bunch of nasty stuff, too. Yep. That. Um, there's also that. Uh, that one's not necessarily as guaranteed, but they that's something they something like put on the, um, I think it's called the Express Pass now. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, they, they they had something. I was trying to remember if it was that or fast forward because they used to have something called the fast forward, but I think they replaced it with the express pass, which is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Yep, I got nothing else. Uh, then we'll see you next week for more anime stuff and maybe a bit more uh, amazing race discussion. We'll uh, see you then. Bye.